Back to Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel, and yet again, we have Kimberly. Hi. Joining us for our marvelous review of Thor. That's the wrong Thor variation. Were you yawning there at the end? No, it was Thor. From the TV show with Bill Bixby's Hulk and Lou Ferrigno thing. Spoilers. Coming up soon, well, the time of this recording, we are in, in preparation for Thor Love and Thunder. And we thought, why not go back to memory lane to where it all started pretty much for Thor, that is, in the MCU. Went back in time. That's the wrong movie. Well, yeah, but... Thor originally came out in 2011, directed by Kenneth Branagh, starring... Chris Helmsworth, you have Natalie Portman, Tom Hiddleston, as we know and now and love, Loki. Mm-hmm. We have Anthony Hopkins playing Odin. Mm-hmm. Kat Dennings playing the Q, Darcy, or not the Q, but the smart mouth. Yeah, sarcastic. And you have Clark Gregg reprising his role from the Iron Man movies. And you have others and so forth and so forth and so forth. So since this premiere... When was the last time you seen it? Probably when it actually came out. Oh, just over 10 years. It would have been cool like, if this came out, uh, Thun- Thor Love and Thunder came out on the 10-year anniversary. Unfortunately, COVID set almost everyone back, if not everyone. Um, time. I've seen it several times since its release. I enjoy this movie. I think it's smart. Granted, I have not seen it in several years, but I have seen it multiple times since its release. Watching it again last night, I noticed some things I didn't notice before, which usually happens when you see a, a project or anything multiple times. Even though it was almost two hours long with the credits, this movie takes place after Iron Man 2 and right before the first Avengers. At the end, the end credit scene, you have the Tesseract showing up. Mm-hmm. Am I wrong? And there was only one in credit scene? Yes, there was only yeah. one. Maybe I'm wrong. It was not after, not before Avengers, but before Captain America. Because mm-hmm. the Tesseract was shown, and then they went to Captain America to show that. So yes, there you go. Did you enjoy it, watching it this time? Or wasn't it as like, okay, or he's not as hunky as he is now? No, he's still hunky. This time around, I realized how much more like makeup he was all made up more. Well, I think it was main thing too is that it was obviously he was wearing a wig. Oh, yeah. That and the beard. Even I mean, he he can grow his own beard, but I think it's like they added stuff to it, or they bleached it to have it all like uniform look of the hair. His appearance was a little outdated. Or right. Just- well, it is you know it's over ten years ago, so. Yeah. That could be good, given, or that could be understandable. Watching again, I like Kevin's, uh, Kenneth Branagh's approach. He's a guy who's a Shakespeare enthusiast, and I know reading about it way back that he had trouble visualizing how to bring Thor to life. And what he did was he approached it as a Shakespearean play or film. Two brothers, almost like Cain and Abel, if you will. Now, which exact Shakespearean? play that he or Shakespeare play that he did as an influence 
I don't know. Um, if you know, please comment below. I think he did an amazing job. He had a nice balance of humor, action, pace. Granted, some could probably could be a little tighter, but it didn't feel like it was dragging. Not overall, no. And I like the fact that like Chris Hemsworth was open to look like the fool, especially since that was his breakthrough role. Like he did, he was Captain Kirk's father in the first remake, the J.J. Abram one. He was a lot smaller, no beard, of course. That's where I noticed him from. And then he came out with this one. Do you like any scene in particular or was there a scene like, eh? There's probably two scenes that I liked. I liked the, the beginning where he he falls on earth okay but at the exact beginning okay yeah i like that where they're driving and they're trying to they're trying to get to the sandstorm yeah and because they're 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 in scientists and that's mm -hmm. what they do they go investigate phenomenon type experiences they're trying to dodge certain obstacles not really or because they were dry, they were in the car. I understand that, but there was really no obstacles. It was just it was very windy, sand, and Darcy was getting scared because they don't know what they were heading to. So she was trying to pull away, but uh, Jane there was trying to go right into the storm, and okay. then and then by doing that, they crashed into Thor. Mm -hmm. It became like a running joke with that because mm -hmm. I think he got hit like three times. Not sure. I know that one. Not leaving the hospital, and I think it was another one. He may have gotten hit by a car. I can't remember. But it's it ended up being like a, like I said, a, like a running joke. I mean, I did like it, but the only problem it just felt like a few moments later. It felt rushed because everything happened really quick. In yeah. My opinion. It was like pop, 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 pop. It was good. It was just like. But I think that's what gives it that effect of being like the confusion aspect. Confusion of to who? Of the person who's watching. Like, what's going on? I'm confused. It's dark. You know, there's it's windy. They're being. Are you still talking about the sandstorm? Yeah. I'm talking about the whole movie. Oh. oh okay. It'll be like frozen. Let it go. Let it uh, go. The sandstorm. Yeah, because I thought we were still talking about that. No, no, I'm just talking about the whole thing. I like the same. I mean, I like the approach where if you saw What If, you know where they got the premise from of Party Thor. And that's right in the beginning of that we see Thor in that ceremony, walking down to be granted the new king. But they get interrupted by the frost giants. Which look like the White Walkers. The White Walkers, exactly from Game of Thrones series. Mm -hmm. And I like that, like the acting of like from Anthony Hopkins was so subtle but strong in that scene where he sees how his son is acting and he's he's like almost embarrassed of how his son is acting, even though he's loved and revered mm -hmm. by the people of Asgard. Odin is like he's not ready. But I have to do this. Yeah. And when there was an invasion in the um, security chambers, or I can't remember what they called it, he was like, almost like, oh, thank God. He didn't have to go through it. And I have to say, the acting between Anthony Hopkins and Chris Hemsworth, it was really good. Like, Chris was able to hold his own against Anthony Hopkins, especially with that, you're a fool, you're an old man scene, where, right, right when he loses his hammer. And he loses his armor and he's banished. And that scene, when I was looking at it again, it's like, it's almost like, not an origin, but a 
re-origin, if you will, with Thor and also Mjolnir, the hammer. Even though he had the hammer and was always with him, it was almost as if anyone could wield it until the, his father, Odin, cast a spell on it. Mm-hmm. He, he who is worthy will be called Thor. So he basically, he put a curse on it, basically. Yeah. And that curse has stayed with it ever since, right? Correct. I always thought for some reason that the hammer basically, that it was made with the curse with it. Right, so did I. Uh, here, we saw that he puts it in there. Yeah, he he talks. He, he whispers it, it yeah. right, puts a spell on it or curse. And it's stuck with it ever since. And we'll see that again with Thor, Love and Thunder. Who wields it again? I think it's obviously who's going to wield it. It's been known since since the title was announced. So yeah, so I was like, ooh, okay. Because like, why not say it before? Because yeah. the hammer is Thor's weapon. Here it shows like Thor needs to learn. Thor needs to grow up. Thor needs to be worthy. And to be a little bit humble too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like for him to be worthy, there has a learning process. And that's the thing is like, it's not all falling games. You have to- Oh, it's, it's not always- going out and defeating your opponent. His father was like, there's some tact in his plan. Right. And all Thor wanted to do was conquer. No, I, I have to disagree. The thing with like Thor and Hammer, it's not like Thor wanted to fight and all that stuff. No, it's not about that. And that wasn't Odin's thing. Odin's thing is like, you have to grow up. And in order to be the king, there's, there's, there's honor in fighting, but there's also honor in not fighting. You can't always go go ballistic. You can't lose your temper all the time. There has to be reason. There has to be strategy and time to think. Can't just be off the cuff. And it's not just about him. It's about everyone. When he, if he's going to be king, he's the king of Asgard. So he has to be mindful of everyone because what he does affects everyone. So that's the main thing with Odin's concern of now announcing him king i mean that's what i got out of it me being a guy i guess you know and and having a, a younger brother you should be able to see it too with because you have sisters they will teach you, or your mother will teach you, you know to do things before you do this you gotta learn how to do this you gotta if you want responsibility or if you want more responsibility you gotta show me that you're ready for that responsibility just can't i just can't give it to you but again that's that's how i that's how I saw it. Besides the sandstorm, what else did you say? You had two things. Oh, yeah. My other favorite scene. No, was- no, no. Let me guess. Let me guess. When he's shirtless with his jeans down. Is that one? No, oh, this has nothing to do with Thor. Oh, okay. You don't know? You don't I don't know. know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Uh, let me see. Let me guess. Uh, uh, a few moments later. Oh, come on. You even said it. You even brought it up when they showed him. Who's the guard of the... Oh, Emdel. Idris Elba. Oh, yes. Whatever. Uh, you don't really see him because he's so covered up, but his presence is yes. strong. Yes, his voice. Well, it was altered. But still, it was strong. It's a strong voice. Go with his strong body. Right, so now I'll be like Elder Zelda. And I'll, <laughs> I'll talk deep and give a stern look. And, and you're going to be just, a I'll DJ. Just, I'll just you're stand there. Uh, wink, 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 wink. <laughs> you know he's a real DJ, though. Well, yeah, that's why yeah. I brought that up. Well, no, because he did also did a show as a DJ. I've seen that, too. I saw it with you. <laughs> a scene? Was that, I want to say the second one is a scene. I would say more like your crush. I wouldn't say he's my crush. I just think he's... 
what I'm saying. Like, because it's not really a scene because he's in many scenes. Yeah, but I mean, I do like the part where heroic trio and Lady Sith, Sith ask him go to Middle Earth. Mm-hmm. Is it Middle Earth or Earth? I mean, Hobbit and here I'm going to anyway to Earth that they want to help Thor, mm-hmm. and he couldn't because he was ordered by Loki that not to. Yeah, and then he gave all these questions, and he was like very firm and very stern and and then they go yeah he's okay go ahead go well he was more like but if i walk away and you and you do it behind my back kind of thing then there's nothing i can do but the thing is that hint hint yeah but the thing is nothing can happen without hemdel because they didn't touch the sword hemdel is is connected to that sword Mm -hmm. so he gave the permit he started he started it while walking away he didn't touch it he was walking away and started the a portal mm-hmm. happening. But yes, he walked away and it seemed like he was like, oopsie. Well, I, ha- I have a question though. Thor breaks the portal. Yes. So if Thor breaks the portal, what happens to Hemsdale? Because that's his job. That's his like. Soul. Hemsdale's, I mean, but he's still the guardian. He's still the, the gatekeeper, regardless. He can still be there. It doesn't have to be so much present, if you will. And it does get fixed later on. Yeah, okay. I mean, he gets fixed on later on in other movies, but he's still like the gatekeeper. Okay, so he just, just still he stands can, there. Right. Well, he, I guess he stands somewhere else in the meantime, but he sees everything. Okay. And obviously, Thor is able to come he's back. everything like the Watcher? He sees like for um, like potential threat. Okay. I liked trying to get his hammer back. Mm-hmm. And you have their fighting the guards or shield agents. He's fighting shield agents. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously he has athleticism, taking them down. But then we're in that scene, we also see, or we're introduced to. Hawkeye. Exactly. And, and you, you you forgot. You're I totally like, forgot. I'm like, wait, whoa, who's that? I knew. I remember. But again, if you watched What If, you see that, especially where Hank Pym killing off the Avengers. And it's one of the parts where he gets put in his hand and the, releases the arrow and it shoots the arrow and hits, um, releases the arrows and hit Thor in the chest. And I believe also in Party Thor. So I think I can't remember off the top of my head. Anyway, I like that they have that connection so you can see. Or if you saw What If and then he saw Thor, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Okay, that's the scene I took it from. Anyway, I mean, there was another scene that I like uh, when Thor was worthy. I am worthy. He's worthy because he sacrificed himself. He wasn't thinking of himself. He was thinking of the town. He saw value in the people, saw value in his new love, Jane Foster, or someone he had a crush on. It was also like him telling his brother that- I forgive you. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he wasn't being selfish. I mean, he was being selfless, which was, I guess, worthy enough to be worthy of Molinier. I know I'm saying it wrong now. It almost sounds like I'm saying bolognese. Anyway, Loki was still a jerk. Not like, I only like Loki in that series. Loki here was still that annoying, spoiled brat that never got his way. Of course, he was always second fiddle because he was you know, adopted. But I, from seeing that and being reminded that he is a... Or like a bastard child. <laughs> well, no, he's not a bastard or child. Not, or an illegitimate child. No, 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 it's not that. It was like a truth thing. It was, they made a deal. Like the, he had, to, he had to raise him as his own. But the thing is, he didn't know what his backstory was. I, I don't remember. Maybe the sequels. But when we look at them again, they'll probably show it. And again, in the what if they bring it back up, they draw that 
art where he's a bifrost mm-hmm. giant or frost giant. I keep saying bifrost, but I think that was the what Hemdell was guarding. There was a frost giant. I know I'm saying the wrong, words wrong. Sorry, guys. We didn't see it again. He turned blue a couple times when he got grabbed. He he got he thought he was in danger, but it was okay. And then when he used that freeze gun thing, he turned blue as well. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't remember if he ever does it in after that in other films. No, I don't think so. Was there a moment or thing you didn't like? Mm-hmm. A few moments later. I can't really say off the top of my head yet. For me, there are moments when it slows down, but the one is when him and Jane are by the fire pit, a little romantic stuff, and he's talking to her, explaining to her what, where he's from and all that stuff. You know, the, the lovey moment. Get to know you moment. I guess. I mean, I, I guess it's enough. I just wish it was kind of cut a little bit. But no, because it, it really slowed things down. It, was, it had a nice pace. I was going, again, I was going, boom, 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 boom. And there are other slow moments too. But it made sense why. And I did like Darcy. She's funny she was the comic relief of the of the movie um, now i would have to say that the town where where they were at in was it arizona or texas or something like that i think more like arizona yeah um the scene where that metal fiery thingy was coming after thor yeah. i thought i thought that scene was a little i don't know I mean, I'm, I know, I'm, I know that it was needed, but I think it was too fast. Yeah, I think it was it was too fast, too short. I, I think I don't well, know. Maybe I would like a little more destruction. Yeah, I guess the thing about it was that he came down and he he looked like he was at least like more than five miles away. Oh, he looked like he was several. Yeah, miles and then away. five minutes later, he's like right, he's like right there at the doorstep. Like how, like, and he doesn't obviously he doesn't run. He's, he, like, he's Jason. Yeah, he walked all the way over there. So to me, I just thought that, it would have been more like time to prepare. Yeah, or, you know, instead of all of a sudden people are screaming, you running and being blown up, and just it, I don't know that scene just kind of no. fell for me. No, that, that makes sense. I do want to bring up the fact that you did br- you did bring it up in the sense of like you brought up Loki and how this kind of seeing him again as the brat Loki made made you not like him but as the villain. As the villain. But I guess the fact that's kind of seeing it backwards in the sense of seeing the 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 show Loki and seeing him before, it just shows the the volume of how he sort of matured. Right. He in a sense like where this one movie showed Thor maturing and mm-hmm. taking responsibility and being the man he's supposed to be with loki it's a different it, his is like almost in the way of like spider-man yeah in the mcu spider-man we have several films showing his origin you know starting from civil war to spider-man far from home mm-hmm. no uh, no way home here we have thor loki in this one and there's several movies and a show to show him evolving. Yeah. Because he was always playing the bad guy. Yeah. Always conniving. Always trying to... Be selfish. Be selfish. Be sly to take on the mantle. Be king. Mm-hmm. So always be one up on his brother. I despised him in this one. And I was like, that's a sign of a great actor. Oh, yeah. That he can yeah. He's 
even though you know what's going to happen, but you see him like, what a jerk. This is definitely not an origin story like Tony Stark and Iron Man, how he became, how he came to be, or at the America, the first adventure, how he came to be. Mm-hmm. Those are origin stories. This one is just more retelling of the Nordic God of Thunder. I will say more of an origin story for the his hammer. Mm-hmm. Of course, this movie is full of Easter eggs left and right, and there's other programs that, that look into that. But here, the one is like Donald Blake. Now, when I used to watch the cartoon way back, Donald Blake was his alter ego, who was like the Clark Kent, if you will. Blonde hair, no beard, short hair, suit. He was a doctor that always needed a, a stick to walk because he was crippled or had a severe leg injury. And they called back to it here by calling him Dr. Blake, uh, Donald Blake, as Jane Foster's ex. And then had to use that name again to help get him out of the shield holding. And the comic, the, the hammer was the, was the stick. Mm. And Donald always knew. It was the same person, really. It was not like we have the Hulk as one thing and Bruce Banner another where they don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And they show that later on in Phil Ragnarok because he has the umbrella. And that umbrella represents that stick that Donald had. Yeah, I enjoyed it, seeing it again. I just felt that that was... I don't remember being that fast. Even though it was almost two hours long, it went by quick. Yeah. There is missing some emotional content to it like with iron man and tony stark if you felt for tony you like you wanted him to win and here not so much about that he lost his strength right when he came to earth yeah because remember that was one of the things he said that he can't fight that metal fiery guy i don't know what they call i can't remember his name right now either and he was he was saying that he can't fight them that he doesn't have his powers he's just another man okay and he made a point to say that but so so he's and that's where he basically says well i'm going i'm going to sacrifice myself to end this or not to end it but just to deal with that situation knowing that the outcome is not going to be favorable to him because he doesn't have his powers i mean of course he he doesn't fly on his own he never flew on his own it was always with the hammer but he doesn't have his strength he sure definitely had the look of it oh yeah i mean he still looked strong okay so he was a mere mortal yeah i just for some reason that's not that's kind of how he ended up basically injured enough to where he basically he basically died right no he died yeah he died i I just for some reason i just because thor with a hammer would never die right well no no he's a god he's a demigod yeah so so he should be able to live but i guess if the father of odin did take away all of his powers all of his strength in that aspect, yeah. And he would just be a, a typical man. Yeah. Yeah. For some, I don't know why I didn't, didn't catch that this time. I don't know why. Oh, but you knew that. What? That he loses his powers. No, if I knew that, I wouldn't be saying it. Oh, well. So, okay. I, you know, if I, well, I, was, I, I wouldn't be so confused. I about it or something. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I may have forgotten. And even though we just watched it, I it just... It happens a lot, don't worry. It happens more than you know. No, because I you know, I knew the hammer was his thing, and hammer like enhanced him. Because, again, he had the strength of the hammer when he threw it. It, it, it ricocheted back or boomeranged back. It gave him flight. It was his weapon. It was Arsenal. His main, you know, I won't say his main squeeze, but, yeah, that was, they helped him with a lot of stuff. 
But then it come then again, we'll talk about that in or Ragnarok, that he always went he used his hammer, which was his strength, but also his crutch. You can't that. always sneak with your hammer. <laughs> she cracks herself up sometimes. Uh, well, I've been wanting to say that. Well, really? I'll, I'll, for how long? Oh, just, just for a couple of minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So, worth a watch? Worth a watch. Um, I mean, okay, clean slate in the way that I know we've watched all the MCU movies. Mm-hmm. We know that Thor Love and Thunder is coming out. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't coming out, would you see this movie on your own? Probably not. For me, it's worth the watch, regardless of Love and Thunder, any of the movies. It's a good, it's a good movie. Like I said, done very well, directed very well. I just find it faster than I remembered. And I like, you know, you know remember Stan Lee? Yeah. He was the, yeah. in the one in the truck. One of his many cameo appearances. Anyway, worth the own. I have it. Now, the other sequels, that's yet to be determined. When we're, we, we'll talk about that. How many are there? Right now, four coming out. Four. Yeah. Dark World, Ragnarok, mm-hmm. and Love and Thunder, plus uh, the Avengers mm-hmm. and television series that, you know, because he, he'll do his voice, he'll do the voice, he'll reprise the voice. He's reprised the role multiple times. Robert Downey Jr. had the record the most times reprising a role in the MCU. Mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman, I think, beats him. Wait, that's not MCU. Maybe they're tied. No. It's Hemsworth with his Thor, with his Avengers and mm-hmm. his other nature could be tied. But these are four films. And I don't think Iron Man had, Iron Man had three films. Mm-hmm. Captain America, three films. Spider-Man. Three films. So this is the fourth of Thor or a Thor-led project. Anyway, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's it. Pretty much, did we leave anything out? Oh, well, we didn't talk about Natalie Portman. So that's our review, our marvelous review of Thor. Until next... No, I'm kidding. I was going to say, like, wow. I'll just say this. Small little frail thing. I was like, wow, she's really pretty. Of course, the makeup helps and the camera angle. I was like... Yeah. Okay. I just felt she was like, go, 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 ga, She was like, oh. Oh, oh, excuse me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're making me blush. <laughs> that's why I noticed that she's like, I guess that's what that's what it's about. I guess that's the purpose of it because she's a scientist, all about that, very oh, serious. Yeah, she's nerdy, very. And then she sees him. He, she's like, not oh my. socially. Oh, oh, I do declare. That's what she seemed like. Okay. Well, the thing about it is that, okay, yeah, she's obviously very smitten with him. He seems pretty, you know, into her too. But the thing about it is that, was it enough for them to actually develop this relationship? The sense of like, they're never going to see each other again. And Well, in, in the comics, they're a couple. Granted. Long distance. <laughs> no, but <laughs> in the comics, they had, they developed a longer relationship. They had a more time together okay. where here is this like matter of days possibly maybe two weeks maybe they spend time together maybe two I mean, weeks they haven't even gone to dinner yet well, it is what it is yeah i mean i wish she uh, i mean she obviously plays very well in that role of the 
female lady kind of you know where Mm -hmm. you know she's she's smart but geeky but you know she's a romantic at heart yeah yeah that's what i can i can i can see and it'll be interesting if they stay true to the comic for thor love and thunder Mm -hmm. because i don't know if you know jane foster's situation come love and thunder no okay so yeah you may know those watching and listening. You can have a little side note with that. I just wonder if they, if they stay with that premise. Because I'm excited to see how she does as Lady Thor yeah. or, or Thor. Anything else? No, I'm looking forward to it too. It's going to be interesting to see how she pulls it off. All right, guys. That is now definitely our marvelous review of Thor. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I am Angel. I'm Kimberly. Love you. Love you too.